Hello, that's Danielle Lerner over there. You can't see her, but she's over there. I'm Jonathan Fagan with this week's edition of the Texas Sports Nation Rockets podcast, where for the next half hour, well, maybe 15 minutes, we'll discuss whether Onika Okongwu was a rising stars snub. The rising stars rosters are out, and I know everyone was really waiting for that, and it's good for the Rockets. It's good because the guys, they play hard. They don't get a lot of reward. But the Rockets have three guys in the in the Rising Stars game. They have a guy in the dunk contest. That stuff is completely meaningless. But when you're a 14-win team, it's good to have that little reminder that, yeah, but there's something building here. Put it this way. There was no Rising Stars game last year. But if there were, they would not have Rockets all over the place. Now they do. And next year, maybe Josh Christopher. So, all right. I guess Rocket fans and certainly the Rockets can feel good about that. Yeah, so they've got Jalen Green and Alperin Shangoon as, as the rookies on that Rising Stars team. And then Jay Sean Tate is with the sophomores group. And, you know, I think Rockets fans, as fans are, are wont to do, will say, well, like, what about Josh Christopher? Which, yeah, but Houston... And Orlando are still the only two teams that have uh, multiple rookies playing in the Rising Stars game. So, like, considering not all that bad. And, and Jalen Green, you know, he's averaging 14.1 points per game, which I think ranks fifth amongst all rookies. And to get to to Shangun, you go down to, like, 12th. And then to get to Josh Christopher, he's at 18th. So, you know, it's not all about scoring, of course, but you do have to look at, at the fact that there are, you know, quite a few people ahead. You know, I, I want to talk about Jay Sean Tate in a minute, but podcasts are on the Internet. So I think we're required by law to complain. Uh, does did, should first KJ Martin, should he have been in the dunk contest? Is he more even worthy than Jalen Green to be or to put on a show in the dunk contest? Uh I know KJ wanted to be there. I think he would be tremendous at it. Was that a snub? Yeah, I mean, you could argue that a bunch of other guys were snubbed as well. But I, I do think if you're choosing between KJ and Jalen, I think that KJ honestly could could outdunk him. I really do. Uh, I think that Jalen has some showmanship and, and has that aspect. And obviously more people know him than know KJ Martin. And so that might have been a factor if you're trying to draw, you know, eyeballs for television. But uh, I do think that, you know, Rockets fans know KJ Martin can get up. Yeah, I think you'll see it in the pregame warmups. I think he's going to be putting on a show uh, because he's not there and he wanted to be and he was open about that. Um, so I, I think he will put on a show. One nice thing, though, Jay Sean Tate going there. He deserves it absolutely. I'm impressed. I was impressed last year when the vote that he was first team all rookie because he's not a guy who's putting up a bunch of highlights. His numbers are not going to be great. But if you watch him, this guy can play. He does so many things. Coaches recognize that. The Rising Stars was a vote of assistant coaches. And I'm sure they worked hard days and days of meetings and discussions and, you know, conferences to come up with the, the ballots and do it just right. Uh, I'm sure they had seminars and all, all kinds of workshops to put in their votes. 
And since I can tell you're not smiling, I let people know I'm joking on that. They probably type wrote it out as fast as they could, which would again explain the Onika Akangu snub. But they did appreciate Jay Sean Tate does things coaches like. He does all those things. For him to go home and, and be part of the All-Star Weekend in Ohio, I think is pretty cool. Yeah, I think that will be cool, you know, considering that he is he is from there. He went to Ohio State. Like just getting that opportunity to do that in Cleveland will make it extra special for him. But no question, I think that he he deserves it. He has been one of the guys who is constantly providing the intangibles for the Rockets as well as the tangibles. But I will say for what it's worth, and this is why I was not smiling earlier, I was looking this up, <laughs> that among all sophomores, he ranks uh, seventh in rebounding average, that's 5.6 per game, and he ranks eighth in scoring average, 12.5 per game. So, you know, he does do those things consistently as well, and he's had some big performances for the Rockets this season. Um, but, of course, it's his defense and just his overall effort and and all of that that makes him, you know, so valuable to the Rockets. Yeah, one more Rising Stars thing uh, before we transition to something else sort of tangentially related to Deshaun Tate. But I, I really like the format change, mostly because they had to change any, anything's an improvement. That thing was awful, unwatchable, uh, just terrible. And, you know, the Elam ending that they added to the All-Star game a couple of years ago, and I will say my brother used to argue they needed the Elam ending, and he's a math mind. He, he argued for that for years and years and years, and finally the NBA heard him. I don't know how. They're obviously bugging my phones. But that added a lot to the All-Star game. Players competed because it was something – it just felt like a, a, a more of a competition than an exhibition. It could work that way with the Rising Stars – where they play two semifinals games, first team to 50 wins, and then one finals game, first team to 25 wins. So, you know, somebody gets a lead, it's not the clock. You can't run it out. The other team, in order to come back, has to defend in an all-star weekend. And you say, yeah, yeah, right. Well, they might not early, but as a team gets closer to that 50, I think they will. And... That game needs that. And not to mention the sophomores are so good. There are so many good players going to be there. It could be, it could go from something that was just a train wreck to something pretty good, exciting event. Yeah, I think it incentivizes players to play harder. It incentivizes people, viewers to be more invested. So I agree that it's it's a better format all, all the way around. And I mentioned we'd sort of transition to something related to Jay Sean Tate. And it wouldn't seem to be at first. But my story today, I, I spoke with Stephen Silas for a bit last night about the opportunities to play Christian Wood and Alperin Shangoon, Alperin Shangoon, member of the Rising Stars roster, to allow them to play together more. And he said last week that, you know, it hasn't looked good. The numbers aren't good. It doesn't pass the eye test. I'm not going to do it right now. I don't have any feel... He never said, I'm never going to do it again. But people got crazy over that. Like, oh my gosh. And I understand it in a way because if you're going to keep playing Christian Wood 32 minutes, which isn't a ton for your leading rebounder and scorer, if Shingun's only going to play as his backup, that's 16. And, and that's excluding the games where 
maybe Wood has it going and you need to extend him in one of his stretches a little long so it ends up to 34 or 36. And you think, you know, that's not enough minutes. Well, that's probably how it's going to be. I mean, right now, Shingun really, he's not pushing for minutes by the level of his play. And he is playing enough to play well and earn more minutes. He's not like he's completely benched. He is playing and he is coming off an injury. It's, it's six games, I believe, since he's back from the sprained right ankle. Seven, uh, I think. Seven. So seven, he missed seven. And so I guess he's back for seven. Yeah, it, 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 I think it's seven. Um, and he's not looking the way he did before the injury. And he talked about that. But he'll keep playing. But with the Cavaliers in town tomorrow and Evan Mobley and Jared Allen playing next to each other, they're not going to start those two guys together, Shangun and Wood. But you could see some time. And Silas spoke with me about that, that, yeah, there's a chance to do that. And it's something he does want to do down the stretch of the last 32 games or so this season to get more data, to get to look at it. It's just there's some matchups. He also probably doesn't want to put Shangun in situations where he's bound to fail before, you know, matchups that are just terrible for him. So I think people got a little overexcited, especially considering that at the time he said it prior to that game, he'd only played four. It was his fifth one back from the injury. Uh, it'll be interesting to see tomorrow. It's still tough matchups. Jared Allen and Evan Mobley are playing so well. And Kevin Love off the bench uh, in a rotation of three bigs, relatively traditional bigs. I still think you might see it. And I'm, I know people want to see it. Yeah, I just think right now the, the sample size, as you mentioned with Wood and Shangun together, is too small to extrapolate any grand conclusions. Like, you, you just can't do that. But to your original segue of this relating to Jay Sean Tate, Jay Sean Tate and Christian Wood play so well together uh, that it's tough to say, okay, we're going to take the minutes of that pairing away to experiment with the Shangun and Wood pairing. So that that's the that's the other side is whenever you're trying something new it's taking something away taking time away from something else well uh, and that's the thing and you know i'm proud that i did a segue uh you know that's we're, we're getting just so smooth at this but yeah jay sean tate is playing uh, very well right now he's got a nice run going uh Scored in double figures in eight straight games. He's making 56% of his shots in the last 10 games. K.J. Martin is shooting around 70% in his last four or five games. And K.J., you know, he's part of their plans too. And, you know, he's all of 20 years old. So Shingun's a young kid. He's 19. He has some things to develop. K.J. Martin's 20. He's not at the end of his career. Uh, he has room to grow and he needs to improve, but he's playing very well. Do you you want to say, look, I know you're playing really well, but I'm going to stop playing you now. Try not to play so well anymore. You know, and, and those are the kind of things coaches have to consider, that you really don't want to bench guys when they're playing well. On top of that, there's this notion out there that all that matters is development. No. That's not true. Development matters most. That's first on the list. They do, despite it's only 14 wins, but they are trying to win. It's not the top priority. I get that. But when you're 
in the middle of the game, you are trying to win it. Uh, or, no, I'm not going to do the imitation. You, you know, we won't go that amateurish. But you, you do play to win the game. And so if K.J. Martin's playing extremely well, if you get later in the game and you need another ball handler at the four, as they did last night when they started getting the turnover run, you might want to go with Jay Sean Tate. It is, it's harder to play Alperin Shingun in a two-big-man lineup. Uh, but that's okay. He's nineteen year old rookie. He's not this is a long term project. It doesn't not just him, Jalen Green, Josh Christopher. They have next year to develop too. This is they're gonna I know there's a nature of things is that you want to be impatient and you can't be impatient about the record. Rocket fans have really done a, a remarkable job ex- accepting that, but they want to see it from the guys developing. Okay, then, if you want me to value that, that's what I want. But you're still going to play guys who give you the best chance to win that game. It's not even just about the the matchups that are, you say, okay, well, it's a team like Cleveland that is very, very big. So that's obviously a game where you would expect Shangun to play more. Even against teams where that is not necessarily the case, you want to see him still improving in in his reason. It's not an excuse to say, oh, well, he he got switched on to Steph Curry. And so you just kind of expect that situation to not play out well for him, which last night it did not on a number of occasions when that happened. But you still can can take those situations and see some little bits of progress from them. So it's unreasonable to say like, oh, all hopes for us seeing Shangun's development and him getting more minutes rides on these games against teams like Cleveland or or other bigger teams. And I think that's where some fans, they make the correlation in their heads that it's automatic that if it's against a team like that, Shangun should be playing 25 minutes. And that's not the case. Right. I mean, the difference between the, the 25 and the 18 that he's playing but if you to get that extra, you have to put him in some bad situations for him. I'm not sure how much more development you're going to get or how much more quickly he gets to that level. I think when you're looking at teenage rookies, you want to see signs of what they can be. You're not expecting this nice curve, that you're, this, this sort of takeoff graph that goes up and up and up as they improve. You just want to keep seeing signs that they can be. But that's tough right now and will be difficult, I think, tomorrow because Evan Mobley comes to town. And every time they're going to play Evan Mobley or Scotty Barnes, it's natural. It's human nature to say, ooh, should we have done that? And to have second thoughts. Look at that guy. I mean, he's really good. He's always going to be good defensively, better than good. He's extraordinary defensively. And that's always going to be the case. It's hard to predict how he will develop. And, you know, I don't think anybody in Cleveland with their record right now, their one game from the top spot of the Eastern Conference, I don't think anybody in Cleveland was upset that in their win last night, he went one of seven. But he looks really good. And I think Rocket fans are going to, you sort of have to accept that there's going to be times where some of the other rookies advance at different rates. Sometimes they're more physically advanced, you know, maybe Scotty Barnes is more than Jalen Green. Uh, Evan Mobley has the great size. Now you could say, yeah, but Green has the great athleticism. Doesn't matter. N- nothing this year matters. It's about what you build for the future. 
but I do understand that'll be tough on some occasions tomorrow being one of them. You know, I noticed you didn't say rising star Evan Mobley and rising star Scotty Barnes. You're shortchanging them. I'm so ashamed. Uh, yeah, I, I messed that up. I, I might have to sing a Neil Young song in case we're on Spotify and make up for that. Although if I wouldn't do the imitation before, you probably don't want me to imitate Neil Young. And I don't even, are we on Spotify? Really? Oh, God, who knows? Obviously, we have a, a very uh, great grasp of this audio medium. <laughs> well, you get us on the HoustonChronicle.com website or wherever you get your podcasts. And you got the bonus of I didn't sing the Neil Young song to make up for that mistake of not identifying with the new credentials. And, you know, it is... That's the way it is, right? Andrew Wiggins now is all-star Andrew Wiggins. You know, and boy, he sure looked it last night. Well, why not? Rising star Jay Sean Tate, rising star Evan Mobley, or, you know, LaMelo Ball, for no matter what else happens in his career, will always be able to say, I was a rising star. So that, that's a good thing. Uh, and, uh, you know, as I say, I, I think the, it's fun. And the Rocket fans deserve and the rockets themselves deserve some fun uh which i think that now the all-star weekend can be the other thing you know we didn't really talk that much about Jalen green of the dunk contest it'll be interesting to see if eric gordon gets in the three-point contest and there's more guys in it than just four in the dunk contest he'd like to do it at the time i talked to him he was second in the league He's been slumping since, which is a strange thing. It, it, I, I did tweet this last night. It, it shows what a great teammate he is and that he has slumped so badly. And at the time, he had missed his past 14 threes in the course of almost three and a half games. He's such a great teammate. He's making Jalen Green feeling better. And so that was nice of Eric. But I think the Rockets do need to, you know, their record when he scores 18 or more is actually pretty good. And it's just terrible in the rest of the games. Uh, he's so valuable to them. They need to get him going. Uh, but they it would be good if he's in the three-point contest. Unclear is if he's there, whether he will be representing the Rockets. That we will talk about next week. Uh, we, we sort of gave everybody a break on, on the uh, trade deadline talk because it's gotten quiet. And I, I've talked to a lot of people in the last week and – there's lots and lots of conversations going, but I haven't talked to a single person yet who has not said, yeah, we're at the stage of saying, what are you interested in? What kind, Who do you like on my roster? It, everything is more like that. It's not offers. There's not, or at least from the sample that I've spoken to in different spots, it, it's there's not a lot of offers yet, which everybody knows when the deadline is. As we speak on February 1st, it's 10 days away. The offers come that weekend before. That's when it really gets going. So we'll talk about that a lot more, I think, next week. And, you know, one domino changes that timetable, too. It does Not just a Rockets domino. One domino. Jeremy Grant gets moved. Does that change the dynamic? Does I'm I'm not sure what potential move changes it on Eric Gordon. You know, does Buddy Heald getting traded maybe change it for Eric Gordon? So, you know, we'll hope sometime in the next seven days there will be that domino. But until then, we will be back again next week. The Rockets get the Cavaliers 
tomorrow night, Wednesday, and then go to San Antonio, which, you know, I guess they play the Spurs every week now, and uh, try to get uh, that home win. My gosh, it's been 11 straight home losses. So Cavaliers with missing Darius Garland. So, you know, there might be a little opportunity. Try and get that home win before they go back to San Antonio. Either way, we'll be back next Tuesday. Danielle, this is Jonathan. We'll talk to you again next week.